Well, many, many books and reflections have been written about this particular passage. It's got lots to say to us. But in our first reading, the line about husbands entrusting their hearts to their wives, and then the wives carefully taking care of her family, those are the difficult things. We don't need to worry about talents and money and exchanging and burying. We all would like to be rich in some way, not monetarily perhaps, but in our relationship with each other and with our God. But who wouldn't want extra things kind of heading into the holiday season right now? We often think we could use a little more help and the lure of those billion dollar lotteries is certainly out there. It can set our imaginations a fire. Even those of us who have taken vows of poverty wonder a little bit about that. Being rich is something that our culture glorifies in song and TV and movies and something that most of us probably thought more of more than once. So the American dream, starting with nothing and attaining lots. But today we hear about a few people who it seems got rich. The parable of the talents is about those three men who had an opportunity to gain tremendous wealth. The master gives one person, five, one, two, and one, one. We know the story. But first we need to know about what talents in those days really meant. It's very different than what we think of as talents. It wasn't about our special abilities. It was a measure of money all about money, and I mean a lot of money. A talent was equal to 6,000 days of wages. It was a measure of money, of a lot of money. That's almost 15 to 20 years of a salary, one talent. So to put it in numbers, the average annual U.S. salary is $59,000. So one talent today would be just short of a million dollars. So these three were given the equivalent of between one and five million dollars, off to a great start. But of course, it's not meant to be a version of the prosperity gospel, where the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Definitely not that. But Jesus is asking us to think about the gift or talent that we have received from God, the gift of the gospel. Where are we investing that gift? You heard earlier in Matthew's Gospel, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Husbands, give your heart to your wives, and wives, your heart to your husbands. And sisters, give your hearts to each other. I have to tell you, I've been here about two weeks now, and I've, I sit with the sisters at mealtime and around, and it's so beautiful to witness the affection these sisters have for each other and for me and it's it's tremendous they are not greedy about affection at all where their treasure is their heart will be but Jesus isn't concerned about 401ks and bank accounts but he's deeply concerned about our investments in the kingdom of God in other words our talents and the way we use them are meant to help us to become holy people God created us to be holy, and they are meant to attract others to join in. 
What is the return on your investment of faith? So the question we began with, who wants to be rich? And of course, Jesus says, you already are. The reality is that in this life, we all start off rich, no matter what our bank accounts say. One of the Psalms reminds us that God is slow to anger and rich in compassion. Paul tells the Ephesians, being rich in mercy, 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 mercy. I think as Catholics, we sometimes forget about God's mercy and how extravagant and overflowing and limitless it can be. We're so rich with that particular gift. And just like the master giving talents to his servants, God has invested us with his gifts from the moment of our baptism. We've all received such profound gifts from God, the gift of life, the gift of the merciful love, the gift of Jesus, the gift of the gospel and our faith. You, you, you understand what I'm saying. And we're part of the cycle, however, that magnifies and multiplies these things or do we help to spread the kingdom of God's love, joy, happiness, mercy, and kindness wherever we go? I suspect we do. That poor man who received just the one talent was paralyzed with fear, a fear that kept him from appreciating what he had received so much that he didn't share it. He didn't multiply. He dug a hole and buried it. Did we do that with any of our talents? I hope not. So in our relationships, our pride can keep us from being the first one to break the ice or offer forgiveness or get over a grudge. You'll hear me talk about grudges a lot over the next several years, I hope, because it's a wicked, wicked thing. I, it, when I was first ordained, I was in a town where people would tell me about their grudges. I haven't talked to my sister-in-law in 15 years. And they were kind of proud of it. <laughs> and I was like, stop right now. Call her today and be done. Who has to be right? Being right isn't important. Oh my goodness, they thought I was stark raving mad. St. Teresa of Avila said we're often tempted to live life in the past or in the future, but in the end, the only place that we can actually love God and others is right here, right now, this very moment. That's all that's real. This is the moment that God invites us to invest. In the end, all God is asking each of us is to try. Notice that the one who made five talents and the one who made two both received the same reward. The reward was not based on the return, it was based on the attempt. The one that given the single talent didn't even try and of course received nothing and punishment. When I got the tap on the shoulder to join the friars, I wasn't very happy about it. I was 50 years old, I had a great job, I had a beautiful home, I made quite a bit of money. And when I got this invitation to consider it, I thought, no, I'm not going to do that. Well, I went home and I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I thought, oh no, 
here we go. And <laughs> well, here I am. And, <laughs> and let me tell you, the Holy Spirit is alive and well because being left to my own devices, I would have really missed all of my riches and my comfortable and lovely home and, and lifestyle. My friends, of course, thought I was crazy. And, um, but I've never once in these 13 years missed any of that. And I, if it was me, I would have missed all that and pined about it and thought about it. And God has given me the strength to let all that go and remember where my real investment is. Because if that were taken away, I think I would miss that tremendously. So remembering what our true talents are and what the true gifts are. My friends, one day God will come looking for us and when God does, we'll be asked what we did with all the gifts that were entrusted to us. What will I say? Did I bury them? Did I keep them hidden? Did I use them to change my world? The answer, of course, is up to you. But if we use them in the way that we are meant to, we will hear God say to us, come and share your master's joy. <laughs>